come on one more time. Come on, that's beautiful. Go ahead and sing that right now. Come on, from the depths of your heart, say, He loves us. Come on, sing it right now. Say, He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Say it oh, He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. in the house if you will I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands if you feel comfortable in doing so if you're online today come on close your eyes and lift your hands and I want you to say these words are you ready Jesus loves me come on say it again Jesus loves me now say it one more time like you believe it Jesus loves me <laughs> come on say it. his love is never ending his grace is sufficient for me in my life come on say it his mercy is never ending his love will reach me where I'm at come on say it I am loved by Jesus Christ the creator of the universe loves me he loves you but oh he loves me he loves me some of you need to believe that today that God loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you oh hallelujah he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves he is jealous for me Love like a hurricane, I am a tree bending beneath the weight and the wind of his mercy. Listen, then what? All of the sudden, all these afflictions, they're eclipsed by God's glory. And I realize, come on, realize this morning, how much he loves you. He loves how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for loving me today. I praise you today for your word. I praise you today for your kindness. Come on, just talk to the Lord for a moment today on this beautiful Sunday morning in February. Oh God, today we thank you. We thank you today for your love. If you're online today, come on, just lift your hands. Lift your hands in your living room or wherever you might be at work. I don't care, but let God know you are thankful for his love. Oh God, we are thankful that you reached into our lives, that you gave us. When we did not deserve it, Lord, you extended your love towards us.
in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Someone say, in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving today. What do you say? Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me read my text to you, and then you can be seated. It's so good to see all of you here today. I pray the blessings of God upon you. And those on joining us online, thank you for tuning in. I pray today that you are blessed from the Word of God. Matthew, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. We're going to read, this is the story of Jesus. It's in the beginning of his ministry. And the Bible says, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching, everybody shout preaching, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, say that with me, the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease amongst the people. If you feel comfortable, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, I serve a God that heals the sick <laughs> and forgives sin. Amen? Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. In Matthew 23, we find, chapter 4 and verse 23, we find Jesus in Galilee teaching and preaching in their synagogue. It's here that we find, for the very first time, the words preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom. If you are aware here at Pineview, our theme, our focus this year is the kingdom of God. Last month, Pastor Stefan preached to us about who the king is. How many are glad you know who the king is? I said, how many are glad you know who Jesus is? Huh? Come on now. So we know we serve the right and only king. His name is Jesus. Today, I want to talk to you about the gospel of that kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom of God. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I think if you will study the word of God, you will find how many times these words are linked together. Gospel of the kingdom. It's here that we learn the gospel of the kingdom is so important. Jesus himself was preaching this gospel. Someone say amen. So we find here in our thought process of learning about the kingdom at Pineview that we're going to learn today about the gospel of the kingdom. If you study this, you will find that the gospel of the kingdom was the heart of Jesus' message here on earth. When he came, he came to what? Seek and to save them that were lost. The good news of God's word. Everybody say good news. The good news is that Jesus came and that God's kingdom came with him and that kingdom was established here on the earth by and through Jesus Christ. It is here that we can learn that I and you can be a part of this kingdom. Someone say amen. It's here that we learn that this message is so relevant in this hour and it's life-changing today as it was when Jesus first proclaimed it. If we're not careful, we will get lost in things that are not the gospel. We will get lost in things that are good, but not the gospel. Can I hear an amen? Uh, they're great, but they're not the gospel. God has called us as 
churchgoers, as ministry. God has called us as the world to acknowledge that this gospel that Jesus preached was all important. It was something that was from the beginning to the end. The gospel is the good news of salvation through faith in Christ. It is the good news that you don't have to stay in your sin, but He can deliver you from that sin. The gospel is our ticket to heaven. The gospel is our way, our path to salvation. The gospel is relevant. It's life-changing. It gives what God said it would give life and life more abundantly. We find that that term gospel comes from an old English word that is God spelled, G-O-D-S-P-E. God spell. It, it means in the old English simply the good news. Someone shout the good news. So we find that from old times of old translations to our current understanding of the gospel that it remains the good news. I, I want to tell somebody that uh, it really is good news. I've had people say, Pastor, what's so good about me finding out that I'm a sinner and that I need to change my life? And I said, because. It's like finding out you have a disease, but the doctor has a pill that he can save you with. It's not about you thinking, I've got to hold on to all my stuff. It's about releasing your stuff and God giving you eternal life in return. It's here that the gospel will help you. It's good news. Someone shout good news. It's not bad news. Yes, you cannot stay the way you come to Him because the way you've come to Him is not. I would ask, how is that working out for us in this hour? Uh, I don't know about you, but I still believe and know that the wages of sin is what? Death. But the what? Gift of God is eternal life. That's good news. Someone shout amen. If you believe that, give God a praise today. Amen. So here we find the gospel is found in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as well as in the letters of the apostles, Paul, Peter, and James. You will find the gospel is the main theme of the New Testament. The gospel message is summarized in really five key teachings of the word of God. Let me, if you want, grab a pencil and write these down because I believe these five key things are going to help you humanize the gospel, understand it for what it is, and make it where you can react, respond to the gospel. Number one, we find that the gospel is God's love for humanity. He came to seek and to what? Save them that are lost. We find that God's love is what brought him. It's God's love that searched for you. We just sung about how that he'll break down walls and he will take away all the lies that the enemy has fed you. We just sung about this love of God that's reckless, that it's so reckless that he doesn't care where you've been or what you've done. His love is greater than your sin and he loves you and wants to be a part of your life. So we find that God's love, everybody say number one. Number one is what? God's love. Look at your neighbor again and say, God loves me. <laughs> Come on, say it, God loves me, amen. So we find the beautiful Lisa handing me water. Isn't she beautiful? No, this is great, amen. Thank you, sweetheart. And we find <clears throat> that the love that God has for humanity begins in the beginning of Genesis and does not end until the end of Revelation. The gospel emphasizes that God's love 
for humanity and desires that that humanity would be reconciled with him. We know the story of Genesis, and I won't take you there today, but we know there was an original sin, that there was a choice, and there was a choice by Adam and Eve, and they failed in that choice and left us in a place of sin. But God, the Bible says in Revelation that he what? He planned for that. Because the Lamb of God was slain from the what? Foundation of the world. His love was in place before Adam and Eve ever sinned. His love was in place before you ever messed up your life. His love love for you was in place before you thought you were hopeless and without God. His love runs after you today. We find that we know that he first loved us. The scripture tells us that he first loved us. In John 3.16, I hope you know this passage uh, because it was at the Super Bowl, you know. Uh, John 3.16, for God what? I can't hear you. For God what? So loved the what? World that he gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever what believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love is an absolute. Secondly, we find that the gospel message, there is a key in here that exposes sin. Sin and its consequences. The Bible lets us know and we read that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, what, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I know that many don't like to be confronted with their sin because sin means I have to change. When I have knowledge of my wrongdoing, I have to make a decision. Do I keep going in the direction I'm going or will I turn from my sin and run towards God? God is waiting for us to respond to this knowledge. Knowledge is important. How many know that in your life, that in your heart, when you do something, you're in a relation. I don't believe there's one person in this room that doesn't love Jesus. Am I right? Someone say amen. And they know. Before they do it, they know. I know uh, when I am in a place of temptation maybe and I don't react like I should on the highway or I do something I wished I wouldn't have done, I know immediately that I have done something against God. Not just against my fellow man or fellow brother, but against God. How many know that sometimes? Huh? you just like, well, there it is. <laughs> well, it, and so many times in our lives, we take it out on ourselves. We, oh, I'm terrible. Look at me. I'm bad. I might as well just give up. I always am a screw up, and I'm always going to do this, and God's going to get tired of forgiving me. That's why I'm preaching about the gospel this morning, because the, the gospel doesn't have an expiration date in your life. The gospel doesn't say, well, I can only forgive you so many times uh, no 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 God's grace and his mercy is trying to be extended because sin is real and the consequences of that sin is equally as real can I hear someone shout amen well I've, those consequences yes but you can be freed from those consequences you can be delivered from those things that so easily besets us we're all human no person in this room is free from sin the Bible says that all have sinned and what comes short of the glory of God so understand the penalty for sin is death both physically and eternally separated from God so this is an important message from the gospel that sin is real its consequences are real but there is deliverance in the gospel of Jesus Christ someone shout amen 
Well, someone shout, that's right, Pastor. Come on now. Yes, I, I need someone to, to amen me, encourage me a little bit. I might have to do it myself a little bit. Why? Because when we talk about sin, we don't like to hear it. Our, our flesh goes, mm, no, no. But I'm here to preach to somebody. Uh, don't be ashamed of your sin. Repent from your sin uh, and take advantage of the blood of Jesus uh, and advantage of the love that he has for you. We beat ourselves and the enemy joins in and makes us believe that we're not able to turn from our sin. Repentance is the third part of this gospel. So we know that Jesus, he died for our sins and his presence comes and it confronts us in our sin in love and mercy. But there is a part that we must do that I've already spoken about briefly, but repentance is not something that is an option. We can't live in our sin and have our sin and have God and his blessings at the same time. Someone say amen. We are living in an hour where uh, there, is a, uh, there, there is an interesting thing happening where people are making what is holy unholy and what is unholy holy. We're living in an hour. It's happened from the dawn of time. But it seems like maybe because we are so aware in the media. Maybe it's because I see things that come up on my Facebook or in my Instagram. And I think, my God, they think that they're living holy. They think that, and I, I get a little judgmental. And I have to back up and say, you know what? I'm not, this, that's above my pay grade. I can't be judging that, right? I can observe it by the word of God, though, and say, you know what? It doesn't match what God's word says. And therefore, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to tune it out and I'm going to pray that God will reveal what they need to be revealed toward. We find that repentance is an absolute. Everybody say in Jesus name. How many know how easy repentance is? I'm talking about the gospel of the kingdom. We learned who the king is. Now I'm talking to you about what he said and how we can enter into that kingdom. It's here that we learn that we must repent. Matthew 4 and 17 we learn <clears throat> that God is calling us out. God is helping us. The gospel, the gospel calls people to turn away from their sin and turn to God in faith and in obedience. Matthew 4, 17 says this, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, someone shout repent, for the what? Kingdom of heaven is at hand. Listen, Jesus was speaking in the present, not in the future. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right now. If I say I have a bird in my hand, it doesn't mean that I'm getting a bird or going to find a bird. It means it's in my hand. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. From that moment to this, the kingdom of heaven has been established upon this earth. And I don't know about you, but there is an enemy that wants to take me away from that kingdom. But God said, I'm going to send my spirit uh, and my spirit shall infill you and empower you and let you know that you can be an overcomer in Christ how many believe you can be an overcomer in Christ so we look at the gospel not as this abstract thing that is just the death burial and the resurrection it is those things but it is our response to those things it is what we believe and not with just a casual uh, belief system but with a conviction inside of our souls that says I have got to run away from sin and in the arms of Jesus Christ we know that when we repent that we are eligible for salvation someone say amen we know that you are eligible and I am eligible when we repent. The Bible says when we repent, he is what? Faithful. Someone shout faithful 
And what? Just to forgive us all of our unrighteousness. Can I get an amen? amen? We find that salvation through faith in Christ is an absolute of the gospel. We find that that faith is not just a casual, but faith so great, trust so great that I begin to obey his commands. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. It's in this revelation that there is salvation for me through faith in this Christ Jesus. There is this faith that I can exude, that I can have, that I, it's not me, but it is supernatural. It is something that I, having faith is something that I cannot see or feel, but I know because of what I believe. Someone shout amen. The word of God helps us in this area when he lets us be built up in our most holy faith. God's word helps us. The gospel declares, someone shout declares. It declares that salvation is available to everyone. Someone shout everyone. How many are glad you don't have to fill out an application to be saved, huh? Come on now. How many are glad you don't get a yearly review, huh? Someone are, how many are glad that you don't have to pay dues to be saved? How many are glad you don't have to be a part of a clique to be saved or born into a certain family to be saved? How many are glad that you could be saved uh, because he loved you? He loved you. The gospel declares that salvation is available through all, to all of us through faith and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. We find that Jesus lived a sinless life. We know that. He died on the cross. How many are thankful that he died on the cross? Amen? He died on the cross. Why did he die on the cross? Because he had to be the sinless lamb. I already told you that that plan was in place before the foundation of the world. There had to be a sinless lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He took upon the law. He put it upon himself. And all the sins of the world came upon him as he was nailed to an old rugged cross and paid the penalty for sin. But there was another part of this story. He went and traveled during his time. He went to, uh, in the third day, he went down and took the keys to death and hell. Uh, and on the third day, he rose like he said he would. But he didn't raise to, to just anything. He rose to newness of life. Uh, he rose to a promise that we now can access. That I uh, am part of the resurrection uh, because I've been buried in the waters of baptism. Uh, I have been written down in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, my name is in uh, the Lamb's book book of life and I am saved not because I deserve it uh, but because I obeyed God's word uh, not because I'm perfect no no nobody would be saved uh, but because God said God said uh, I'm faithful and just to forgive you uh, all of your unrighteousness uh, it's because Jesus came uh, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life I'm here to preach to somebody uh, that this salvation is through faith uh, you can't earn it you can't give enough you can't serve enough you can't do anything uh, you can't get perfect before you find Jesus no you need to find Jesus so he can wash you in the name and in the blood of Christ someone shout amen come on give the Lord a hand plaque of praise if you believe that today Amen, amen, amen. It's here that we learn that that death on a cross, that penalty for our sins, 
that resurrection in that he conquered sin and fear and death. Mark 1 and 14 says this, and now after John was put in prison, listen here, Jesus came to Galilee. We're back in Galilee again. Listen, and this is what happened. He said, preaching the what? Gospel of the kingdom of God. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. You know why this pastor believes in preaching about the gospel? Because we're talking about being a part of the kingdom of God. If you want to be a part of God's kingdom, if you want to be a kid's, a king's kid, you know what? You better understand that it is the word of God, the gospel of God, the good news of Jesus that makes this kingdom so great. It's what unifies this kingdom. It's what makes this kingdom powerful. Listen today as I take you into verse 15 saying the time is fulfilled the kingdom of God is at hand and then he says this what repent someone shout repent and believe in the gospel believe in this good news from heaven believe in the fact that high God came and he wanted to deliver us from this sin that does so easily beset us but it doesn't stop there in salvation we are promised in this gospel a new life in Christ that the wages of sin are death but when we have Christ and we're living in him he removes the sting of sin and death he is allowed uh, to come into our lives he comes in and he removes and makes us new creatures the Bible says he makes us new creatures in Christ new creatures in Christ someone shout amen the gospel promises that those who put their faith in Jesus Christ will be born again of the what water and the spirit oh you're not hearing me today and will receive that newness of life in him uh, he is here today to give you uh, a revelation that the gospel is not just something that we say it looks good it's nice it is nice on Easter it's fun at Christmas but the gospel is personal the gospel is for you uh, the gospel is something that you and I must respond to it doesn't say that my mom and dad must believe the gospel it doesn't say that my aunt has to repent it doesn't say that my spouse has to be a good person no it says that I I I have to believe that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords that Jesus Christ came that I might have life and life more abundantly that he came and he died he died on an old rugged cross that I might have newness of life and that blood still shed from Calvary flows in this house today if you're feeling like you're a sinner and you're unsavable I got news there's an antidote his name is Jesus I've got great news the blood of Christ is shed for you I'm here to preach for a moment to this church let me tell you something I'm learning so much from the little puppy I preached about her last week uh, uh, little Lola I got an older dog uh, her name is Mila and I'm, I'm so amazed even this week how that Mila has taught Lola how to live and how to act and how to react and how when I yell at Mila Lola now does this and she comes over to me well, I didn't say Lola's name but she's watching Mila I'm here to preach to somebody uh, that God has placed, placed us in the body of Christ for 
such a time of this. And if you don't believe the gospel, your neighbor's not going to believe the gospel. If you don't believe that God's blood is shed for you, then guess what? You're not going to be able to convince anybody else that Jesus Christ is king. I'm here to preach to somebody. It's time to get off of our laurels and be a witness and go forth in our community. Our world needs Jesus. I said our world needs Jesus. Our community needs Jesus. Our families need Jesus. Uh, it's weekly that I pick up the phone and hear parents crying on the other end because their kids are experiencing things that they never had to deal with. Uh, uh, things of this world that are being taught. Things of this world that are being forced. Things of this world. And the kids are wondering and they're meandering through their life uh, in a way. I'm going to preach to somebody today. The gospel is what they need. Uh, they need a devotion in your home. They need prayer at bedtime. Uh, they need someone to say, in Jesus' name, I declare victory in this house oh, someone needs to cry out before the throne of God in the time of trouble someone needs to declare and stand up and say I will not lie down and let the world have my kids I will not sit down while the world entices and cuts down my children no 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 my grandbabies are going to be saved I declare it in Jesus name why because I'm going to work for the gospel's sake to make sure that oh, I wish somebody would clap on just a little more patty cake I wish somebody would get a hold of what I'm preaching today uh, there has to be uh, a passion oh. Oh. please God help me I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh Jesus I asked God this week, why is it that he has placed me in a place where I am more passionate about kids' souls than it seemingly would be from others? And my prayers, I think, are more often and frequent than the prayers of even their own household. And I pray today that there is somebody that is listening to me. There is a revival coming to the youth of this nation. It's already happening. It's already happening. It's already happening. And parents, listen, if you don't bring them and involve them, then you can't point to God when they fail and when they fall down and they can't get back up again. There has to be a decision in the parts of the people of God and the parents of this household that says, I will inconvenience myself in order for Jesus Christ to be king of my children's life. There has to be somebody uh, that says, I am not going to lay down uh, and just give in. Uh, I'm going to speak truth in love. I'm going to speak truth in kindness. Uh, I'm going to give love in kindness. I'm going to be patient and long-suffering. Uh, I'm not going to judge and cut their heads off. Uh, I'm not going to sit down and tell them they're stupid and dumb. Uh, but I'm going to listen with my heart. Uh, and I'm going to hear what they're needing help with. Uh, and I'm not going to ground them or throw them out or make them feel like they're less than uh, but I'm going to walk beside them uh, and say uh, let's go to prayer uh, I believe God has an answer uh, I believe the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us oh, I need somebody to give God a praise right now 
I need somebody to come on and get a hold of what I'm preaching today uh, and let God change your spirit, uh, change your mind. Uh, we're living in the last days, saith the Lord. The Bible says he will pour out, this is not my notes, he said he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. The question is, will you allow him to pour out his spirit in your home, in your life, in your job, in your community? Will you allow him? There is a revelation of revival that is springing forth in this nation. And revival is not a place, it is a... Mm, I'm going to say it right now. It's not a place. It is an attitude of the heart. Uh, revival is what I decide for my home and my life. Uh, I can get up in the morning and I can listen to negativity. I can listen to the wrong kind of music. I can listen to things that are not uplifting. Or I can get up in the morning and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Uh, I didn't have a good day yesterday, but his mercies are new every single morning. Uh, I'm going to walk by faith uh, and not by sight. Uh, I'm going to give God glory not because uh, I think I'm something special uh, but because he's worthy of glory and honor I'm going to preach the word I'm going to make an example of myself I'm going to make an example of myself I'm going to get reignited with the spirit of revival in my spirit that says I'm going to pray until something happens. I'm going to make a way where there's something and men will know that he will make a way until something happens. I am not going to give in to my spirit of laziness or my spirit of laissez-faire but I, I'm going to preach. I'm just going to go uh, because I believe uh, that God has new life for this congregation uh, and new life for this community uh, and new life for this world. Uh, he wants to give it I'm going to say something may sound counterintuitive. Stop settling for just salvation. Stop settling that I'm saved and I know that I'm, that's great. Uh, but he has new life for you. Uh, he has abundant life for you. Uh, he has blessings for you. He has deliverance for you. Uh, he has healing for you. Uh, he has a way that seemeth. I wish somebody would preach me and me for just a moment here. Come on, someone online, give God a praise. Uh, someone online, type in amen, so let it be, Lord. Uh, somebody get a hold of what God is doing. Uh, the youth of our world is looking for an example of praise and worship. Ah. Woo. It's time. Someone shout, it's time. <laughs> Come on, look at your neighbor and shout it. It's time. The kingdom is at hand. Come on, the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, it's right here. It's in our hand. Uh, the God of heaven and earth wants to know what will you do with the kingdom that's in your hand. Will you put it in your pocket? Save it for a rainy day? What will you do? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. It's right now. It's in your possession. Will you allow it? to direct your path, to help you go where you need to go, or will it just simply be a salvation? Salvation is of utmost importance. Salvation is the main goal. But too many of us settle just being saved and not understand that we have a promise of new life. Life more abundantly. This new life includes not getting forgiveness of sin, but living in forgiveness of sin. Oh, 
I'm going to help somebody right now. Every time we sin, we run to the, oh, God, forgive me. Instead of, uh, I fall down, God convicts me, and I'm still going on. And I say, Lord, I thank you for your blood and your name that forgave me of my sin. Uh, because I have an understanding in my mind uh, that says, I don't have to beg for something he already bought for me. I need somebody to please get a hold of it in their mind. I don't need to live kowtowed to the enemy, but greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. There's a name above every name, and that name is Jesus. And he is over all things. All things are under his feet. He was buried, uh, and we were buried with him in baptism. Uh, Romans, Paul writes that we need to be transformed, uh, and our lives need to be transformed as we seek to honor, obey God. Uh, hear me, uh, Paul writes, therefore we were what buried with him uh, through uh, baptism unto death. Uh, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. Are you saved? How many are thankful for your salvation? Come on now. Come on. Give me a hand wave. Come on. How many are thankful that Jesus died for you on Calvary? But how many are more thankful that he didn't stop with just his death, but he resurrected uh, and he gave us permission to resurrect from our old life, to resurrect from our old situations, our old stuff, and walk in what? Newness of life. To walk in newness of life. Where are you walking? Is your life miserable? Is your life undone? Is it to be vexed because you are walking between sin and righteousness? Because you can't make up your mind who you want to serve. You love the Lord, but you love the stuff the flesh wants. And you're back and forth. Paul said, there's a war inside of me. There's a war, the spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. But oh, thanks be to God because he delivered me from that spirit of death. I want to know who's here that will declare, I'm delivered. Come on now. How many in this house are, I'm delivered? Not because of how I feel, not because of what I've done, but I'm delivered based on the Word of God. The Word of God says that I am delivered because Jesus Christ took my place on Calvary. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like somebody needs to hear this today. Come on. I'm closing, if you will, come today in our text Matthew writes that this gospel has a kingdom and the kingdom of God you might ask what is the kingdom the kingdom of God listen to me carefully is the reign of God in the hearts of his people listen the kingdom of God is the reign of God in the hearts of his people as well as ruler over all creation of heaven and earth it's not just a physical thing matter of fact for us it's not a physical thing it is a spiritual thing it is something that is being fought in a spirit realm uh, it's interesting that Matthew 6 we find your kingdom come as part of the prayer your will be done where on earth as it is in heaven uh, this is not just about earth listen Jesus Christ and his salvation did not just come for you individually uh, he came for the whole world uh, Jesus is preparing his bride for his second coming salvation is for all who will believe someone shout amen it was the fulfillment someone say the kingdom of God I won't take time but it was the fulfillment 
of the Old Testament prophecies of the coming Messiah. You can read about it in Isaiah 9 and 6, 9 and 6, about how that his kingdom, to his kingdom there shall be no end. You can look and see that there is a fulfillment of this. The kingdom of God, listen, is not a physical place. I already said that revival is not a physical place. Revival is a spiritual place, uh, but a spiritual reality that is present wherever God and his people are and they are doing his will and living in his way the kingdom of God is governed by the word of God and the word of God is the gospel of the kingdom of God we find as I close in Luke 17 now when he was asked by the Pharisees Jesus that is when the kingdom of God would come hear me today as I close he answered and said the kingdom of God does not come with observation Listen, nor will they say, see, it's here. There it is. That's why I'm always so careful when I hear people say, see that? That's why God's coming. Eh, careful. No one knows the day nor the hour. Doesn't mean we can't know the season, though. Mm, can I get an amen? I don't know when the first snow might be, but I know it's the season for snow. Hmm. I need someone to hear me today because some of us are observing the times we're saying, well, man, we've been saying for all my life, my grandpa used to tell me that Jesus was coming soon. I, I, when is he coming? Let me tell you, when you take your last breath, he came for you. Did you hear me? So don't tell me Jesus isn't coming because there, man, a few days in full of trouble and our days are numbered, says the Bible. So Jesus is coming. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is coming. Say, Pastor, that's a bit morbid. No, it's a bit real. It's a bit of truth for you that there is a day. You don't live forever on this earth. But if you live for Jesus and let his blood cover you, you will live forever in heavenly places. We find that he says, now when he had spoke to the Pharisees and the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come through observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is what? Read it out loud. Look at your neighbor and say, wow, what a kingdom. Sister Roseanne, the kingdom of God is, is not this church. It's not the building or the, it's not the lights and the beautiful music. It's not me preaching. The kingdom of God is in you. So wherever I go, I'm a representative of the king. You know why you shouldn't cuss somebody out? Because you're a representative of the king. You know why you shouldn't flip somebody off going down the road? Because you're a representative of the king. You can't antagonize people and save people. Hear me today. You cannot antagonize those that may think or, or feel differently or are disobeying God's word. Liars, adulterers, cheaters, homeless, whatever. You can't antagonize them and expect to win them. You see, it's not my job to judge. It's my job to what? To love. It's not my job. Well, pastor, you got to stand up. Yeah, I'll let the word of God be the declaration. But I'm not going to get out of the word of God. I'm not going to speak one word that's not in the word of God. Because then it's my interpretation and my opinion and my stuff. Hear me today when I tell you that we've got to let the kingdom come. And his earth on the earth as it is in heaven. We've got to let the kingdom come in our lives and minister to things. 
I've heard so many people online say, well, I don't think that thing in Ashbury University is very, it's not real, it's just a big joke, you know. Well, let me tell you something. What are you doing to have the kingdom come? What are, what are we doing? By the way, I think it's very real because there's a power, even when I'm watching it, that I feel in the Holy Spirit. It's desperation of people crying out. It's not about, oh, it's not about denomination. Oh, come on now, somebody. It's about a cry out from people that want God. Stand with me, if you will. The kingdom of God is within you. As followers of Jesus in Matthew 5, we are called to live as citizens of heaven. The kingdom we're supposed to embody its values and its principles. In Matthew 28, we are called to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. Someone shout, proclaim the gospel. To share the good news. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says that we are also called to work for the coming of the kingdom of God. To participate in its mission. To be reconciled to all things that are of God and about God. Why do we serve in our community? Why do we raise money for foreign spices? Why do we give things here locally? Why? Because it's not about shoving the gospel down people's throats. It's about them seeing Jesus inside of us. Because the kingdom of God is where? Within me. That's why Pineview will continue to focus on service. Because that's a way that the world can see. We're not just talk. We're doing something. I'll never forget the day as I close this older gentleman barefoot in Guatemala my wife and I and the Ewings were digging a well in Guatemala for those less fortunate and we were we were covered in head to toe to sweat and mud and it had been a long couple days we hadn't gotten much sleep we were driving about four hours every day back and forth from where we were staying to where the well was out in the middle of nowhere I'll never forget an elderly man barefoot we were giving out Bibles on the last day there was a man there from the local community who had been trained as a doctor at, uh, in Maryland. So he was back home. He was serving his community. I thought I was so proud of him because he gave up a lot of, of things and stuff to come back to help save his community. And he was standing there doing some interpreting for us. And he brought this man over. I was standing there handing out Bibles. And he brought this man over, this man, old, old very older man. And, and he said, he wants to tell you something. And, and, and of course, I don't, didn't speak the Spanish as well as you know. And he's like, he said, he wants to tell you that he has seen a lot of people have big meetings and crusades that tells them about Jesus. But he wanted to thank you for coming and showing him Jesus. My wife and I were standing there, Ewings, and we just began to weep. I'd never thought about it in those terms it's, a, it's time for the world to stop hearing us talk. Oh, they need to hear the word of God, but I'm talking about our opinions and our stuff and our judgments and our, mm -hmm. can I get an amen? amen? They need to see us show Jesus. Who am I talking to today? What saint of God has the gospel grown dim? Has the weariness of your life pushed the gospel? That, that beautiful thing that brought you to Calvary. That beautiful thing that will keep you from here out. It will continue your new life. Who am I talking to today? That you need to reestablish in your life. My home is going to become a place where God, I'm going to seek Him first and these things shall be added. Who's here today that you have 
you have begun to allow the world and its thinking to ebb into your spirit. You're not honoring God in your giving. You're not honoring God in your time. You're not honoring God in your voice. Why? Because that's the word of God and it commands it. It says that we need to offer ourselves as living sacrifice. You say, Pastor, how do I repent from that? It's real easy. He's faithful and just. You just turn and keep going the way that he's called you to. Who here today is under the sound of my voice that needs to know that God really does love me and his gospel is for me no matter how much I fail or fall down. Those of you that have never offered your life to Jesus Christ, whether you be online or here in the room, I want to tell you, we're going to pray a prayer of faith and repentance and you're going to start a journey. The journey towards the fulfillment of his word, the obedience to his commands. We want to walk beside you as you learn how to repent and how you learn more about this thing called the Holy Spirit and baptism. We want to walk beside you, but you, you got to start believing that this gospel of the kingdom, that he wants you to be a part of something so much greater than yourself, that you could be a part of influencing a world, a generation. Imagine if all of us went this week and talked to one person. Just imagine for a moment if there's one person that you just not say, hey, you've got to come to church. or you got to. No, no, I want to pray with you today. Church becomes the secondary thing. It's ministering to their souls is the primary thing. Because I promise you, if you start a journey with them, they'll end up in God's house eventually. I'm not interested. Yes, that's right. Thank you, sis. Sister Jamie, thank you. You know why? Because it's not about just church attendance. That's not what the, that, we don't find any command about. That's the only thing it's about. Listen, what it's really about is will you give your heart wholly and totally to Jesus Christ? And when you love him, you will gather together with those of like faith. You will come to God's house. Why? Because you love being around people that love the same person you love. His name is Jesus. How many are thankful that you can walk into a house and feel God's presence when we lift our hands? That's the benefit of being in God's house. Those of you online, I'm so glad you've joined us. I'm just going to just give you a nudge. Come on, let worship be a part of your everyday life. Don't live from problem to problem, but live from glory to glory. If you're here today and I'm talking to you, we're all going to pray together. I'm going to invite you to this place of prayer. This is just an altar here. It's, it's a stage. And, but there's something about when you take a step towards God. His promise says he's going to take a step towards you. It's called faith. So if you want to give your heart to the Lord, today's the day. If you need to re-give your heart to Jesus Christ, you're cold, maybe not so passionate. The world has numbed you. They've given you Novocaine. And you realize, you know what? I'm not seeing things the way Jesus sees them. I want to change. I want to be a new life in Christ. Maybe that's you today. I don't know. But I'm going to be right here in prayer. My prayer elders are going to be here to pray with you. But listen, it's between you and Jesus. If you stay in that seat and you make that commitment, it's no different than if you do it right here. But God wants to help you today. He wants you to benefit from the kingdom and the gospel of this kingdom. So every hand raised, if you feel led to do so, come on, raise those hands and surrender. That's why, you say, Pastor, why do we raise our hand? Because it's an act of surrender. 
is something that happens with the authorities of our nation. They say, raise your hands. It's an act that says, I, I'm, I'm helpless, I'm defenseless. And as you raise your hands, I want you to say, Lord, I, I need you today. Come on, just say that. Come on, Lord, I need you. Come on, say it. Lord, I need you today. I need your spirit to come today. Oh, Come on, I want you just to pray a prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come on, pray that with me. Lord, forgive me of my sins and my shortcomings. Lord, I, I come to you as a humble servant, Father. I come to you as a sinner, Lord, but I am depending on your grace. Come on, say it. I'm depending on your grace today. I'm depending on your mercy. Lord, reveal yourself the love that you have for me. Lord, put me on a path of righteousness. Help me to obey your word as you reveal yourself to me. Come on, say it in Jesus' name. Come on, say it in Jesus' name. If anybody wants more prayer, I want you to come around this altar. Don't be ashamed. This is a safe place. If you need prayer for your life, your health, if you need something for you, come on. Our prayer elders are going to help right now. Don't be ashamed. Come on. You can do it. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The gospel shall be preached. Come on. You're going to receive prayer today. In Jesus' name. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. That's it. Oh, yeah. Can the congregation lift their hands towards God right now? Oh, yeah. have won the way for me and death cannot hold you down come on there's still time I want to pray with you today come on let me pray with you today come on come on let me pray with you today come on allow God to work in your heart come on that's it right now uh, let God reveal himself how much he loves you today oh yeah 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 In the name of Jesus, come on, come on. I want to pray with you today. Come on, in Jesus' name. And you have won it all for me, and death could not. Oh Lord, you are the risen King, yes, Lord. You see it in majesty. Because you are